0: I mean we're we're bringing some food for Emma but mm-hmm. like we can just like plop down at any restaurant or any like food stand and she'll probably eat 90% of what we give her and then maybe we'll give her like a little vegetable pouch or something like that but when they're really young like you got to bring like all their food and you got to like ask the waiter for a little cup so you can like mix her like disgusting food in and and then, like, she doesn't want to eat it and you got to get the bib out and she probably makes a disaster. And, like, like that, that, that's when traveling and even just, like, going out in the afternoon just becomes a chore because you bring so much stuff with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, man, sure, when, yeah. when you get freed from – and then the next one is when you get freed from, like, with Jack now, like, with, like that he's potty trained. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, like, we're at Wonderland and he's like, Dad, I got to pee. You're like, cool. And you just go into the bathroom <laughs> Yeah. Bees, he washes his hands you walk out you're like wow like this is this is easy you know this is great <laughs> um
1: so anyway things to look forward to yeah yeah no for sure man um cool well today i yeah i was thinking about the concept the idea of pivoting um i didn't put a lot of thought into this but whatever let's just kind of see where this goes um but yeah no, I was gonna
0: say uh, I, I got your text about that, and that's awesome. I love. I, I think I know what you're like. You mean pivoting like apps and startups and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: then yeah, just like companies, how they pivot. You um,
0: just wait until you hear the intro of this of this podcast. If you thought the the audio jungle uh, techno intro was good. <laughs> Just wait until you hear the intro. I, I already, I've already made the intro to this. I don't like, and it, we're, we're sticking with it. So okay, it's, okay cool um, I, I've decided I'm going to try to find a clip from something that people might recognize that has to do with the topic we're talking about. And in fact, as a surprise, which I'm going to ruin, I'm going to go back and I'm going to recut the Welcome to the Rock episode, I think episode five. And have the the theme song to the rock playing at the beginning of that episode.
1: <laughs> awesome. Man. Awesome. Um, cool. So wait, wait. So wait, what are you gonna play for for this one then?
0: Oh you'll you'll see man. I, I don't even know if you'll get the reference. Some people won't even get the reference, but you'll 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 okay. see.
1: Okay, cool, man. Um so, I don't know we can uh, just chat and uh, you can start recording anytime I, I don't know it's a little harder if I'm asking questions and you're setting the recording time but I, I don't know you, you can I am just... I am already I'm already recording oh god damn I was
0: gonna...
1: <laughs> all right all right no no um, but but I,
0: I always do this I, I always record most of our preamble and then I always just pick kind of a, an interesting section and then I just cut the um. I just cut that part out, so um hmm. Oh, well actually we should do a quick um we should maybe do a quick update. I have something to update on um on able cells. Oh yeah, so I, I actually decided that oh if you can hear my daughter screaming up there. Yeah. Um so yeah, I decided that I'm actually going to Um, so again, like I've totally just fucked this up where I'm, I'm going away for like not very long, like five days. Uh, but of course didn't really plan this from a, from a store perspective. So I'm, I'm toying with just putting everything as sold out so that I don't have to like just put it sold out for five days. Like, well, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Just so that I don't get any orders, but I don't like, I'm not going to like take the site down.
1: Does a uh, Sumo allow for people to enter their email or get notified or something when stock comes back in? Is that something that Shopify would support? Is there the most? Your plugin for that? I think there's a plugin for that. I I, I didn't want to go. Yeah yeah, I
0: guess I could go down that road. I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty painless. Um, it, it, as long as that plugin works, that should be pretty painless, right?
1: Well, it just depends, right? Like if you're flying up tomorrow, you guys set this up like tonight i guess right
0: yeah i've got a few things though i'm gonna get done even after after we record so eh, i'll
1: I'll check it out but overall
0: though you don't think that's a bad idea right just turning off the just turning off the
1: yeah you're gonna lose some people who just make want to make that spontaneous purchase um but i don't know at the same time it maybe it's a good thing like oh this is a really popular thing and it's it's gone but i i don't know yeah it's it, it, the, the bad I think the bad part about that is that people who want it they want it now they're not going to get it and then they're just going to forget your site and move on to the next supplier right who might have it.
0: yeah that's a good point and, and I, I guess I just have to assume that I'm going to miss like I'm gonna yeah I'm just going to miss orders and and that's that's all I just have to deal with that
1: yeah but whatever I don't think it's end, end of the world like you're getting like maybe like four or five orders a week.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's not going to be anything major, but um, Hmm. it just, again, it reminds me of how I think to really get this thing going, I just need to offload the fulfillment so that I can, because, you know, I was thinking about that whole almost like subconscious self-sabotage where it's like, is there a part of me that's not trying to grow this business because, because I'm the one who does all the fulfillment work? So now I'd like, the more successful it gets, the more work i make for myself whereas if i had someone who could do all that then it would be it would free me up to just do what i do best which is kind of the the growth marketing side of it so Mm -hmm. i feel like if i can pass it off to someone confidently then um my hypothesis will be that i can just focus on generating more orders um so anyway I, i think with with december coming up um you Know it's going to be a slower kind of month, and I'm definitely going to try to get that in place before uh before uh Christmas Wait. or or the new year, but anyway, we have a whole episode about side projects coming up, so we will I will save all this for, for that.
1: Well, the, the other option too is couldn't you just let it run right now and then just ship it when you get back?
0: Yeah, I just worry that that's a bad experience. Like, if you I, I already had one person actually this week, um even even a day like so you know she placed the order on a sunday and then i was planning on shipping it out on um on monday but i didn't get to the post office by five so tuesday morning she pinged me and was like hey like you know i haven't got a shipment notification um and i was like oh man yeah i guess like really this i guess people expect it now just next day from
1: from amazon um It's not that I think they expect that package, the neck like to come immediately. I think they expect something because they have transacted money right on some random website. Right. So I don't know, if even if you guys if you sent an email like, uh we are just backed up, we're gonna up and you'll have something next week. I don't know when that kind of mm, that that's not a bad idea. You're right.
0: Yeah, actually that's not a bad idea. I could just like get the orders and then just say, "Hey, sorry like we had higher the normal volume."
1: Um hmm. And I'm going to throw through some keto bars at you as uh for, for your trouble. Yeah. Yeah,
0: know. yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah, maybe I can just be really simple. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to do the the like abandoned like, you know, get updated inventory when I when I get it back in stock. I don't think I'm going to go down that road. No, I think you're right. I think I'll leave it and then I'll just respond to people and be like, hey, like we're a little backed up. We're going to be shipping orders out soon. And then yeah. in some weird worst case where I get a ton of orders, I'll just call you and give you a key and you can come in and go into my garage and uh, and start shipping product.
1: Yeah, it's just, a, I guess, a matter of, um, I think a lot of the sales you're going to get are from like recurring people. So right. you, you kind of want to just capture them and make sure that they, they make purchases on your portable versus like on Amazon or somewhere else. Right.
0: That is a very good point. Yep. Okay. Done. See, I knew I, um, I, knew I wanted to ask any, anything uh, on the, on, on your side that we can talk about before we dive into, to pivoting.
1: I uh, no, just, uh, I was just reading the blog, uh, from month one with, um, with Alicia today. <laughs> and, uh, it's kind of I just I just find it so amazing that this is how things were not too long ago like six months feels like like years ago right now yeah especially when I'm reading back I'm like wow I I remember that but holy shit like things are so different now um but they are and they aren't in in different ways right um so it's cool I think at the very least just having all the stuff documented is just cool for even us to just read I think that's value in that. that's cool, yeah,
0: like you've yeah, and especially if you've already found that value, it's like it's already worth it, you've already won, um mm-hmm. yeah that that's actually really cool, um, I think I told you we talked about this in one of the of one of the episodes, but so Christina just finished doing the one second a day for like both of our kids, so it took oh, her, video stuff, yeah yeah, 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 it took her like a month to do jacks because that was almost three years worth of of clips, but um. Man, we watched it back and like it's uh, I mean it's it's funny, it's emotional, it's it's just very yeah. it's just cool. Like it's a really uh anyway, for for the for the four parents out there listening, um you know, I, I I yeah, I highly recommend like do something. Whether you do what Nick's doing with with writing or whether you just like you don't have to write a book about it, but just if you just document, document it somehow because you you know you're really going to want to look back on this stuff and um it's 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 very cool so i'm really glad that she uh, actually took it seriously and did the work because god knows i wouldn't have done as much as she did so that's that's cool
1: we were going to go down that road and then uh there's just a couple times where i wasn't around to take the video i didn't have the app open and i just caught it on like my camera and then i'm like oh i, think I gotta bring it in and I don't know. It, you got to, you got to really commit to it.
0: Well, that's what took her so long yet. Yeah, Cause most of the videos and pictures were on iCloud. So luckily the app is pretty good, but you still have to import it from iCloud and then attach it. And like it's, it took, it's, it's a process. It's not as, um, I mean, it's too bad Apple or somebody doesn't make like a native way of doing that. Um, because they would have such easy access to all your iCloud stuff. But, um, Anyway, kudos to this app it's been kicking for a long time and um Christina's rocking the the iPhone x and um it hasn't been updated to like take take advantage of the new interface but the the nice thing is I was really worried that for some reason because she has gigabytes and gigabytes of data that it wouldn't transfer when she did her phone backup like you know when you restored from a backup to a new phone mm. and I gotta give Apple full credit for this like i mean i'm sure google and android does the same thing or just it's pretty incredible that you've got this app that a developer built with four or five gigs of local files um being saved onto your phone that just gets seamlessly backed up and transferred through icloud without any hiccups or any like it's pretty amazing that apple provides that to developers um and from what I, I actually did some reading on it cause I was so shocked that it worked without any problems. And it sounds like that's just a feature of just the platform. So if you, if you uh, like it, they're not using any special API, they're just writing files to the, to the phone. And then iCloud, if you've got iCloud backups on, it just takes whatever app data you have and backs it up. So um,
1: mm. anyway, super cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So today, you know, I, I want to explore this idea of um, or this concept of pivoting. And uh, it's, it's something, you know, obviously companies, startups, uh, sport teams, we do in our lives all the time. And, you know, we might be going in one direction and we decide to just change course or, um, you know, even like with you talking about able cells and maybe farming some of this stuff out and focusing more on the growth things. It, it's interesting because it, it just, it, it's a slight change in direction and it opens up different kinds of doors. Um, and I was thinking about this, I guess the other day, because I had a I had a call with uh, Amazon and I was talking to one of their business development people about, um, the Alexa and you know, now Amazon they're trying to get into the voice activated, um, play space, I guess. Right. Um, And they're trying to see what else they can do with Alexa and Google Home is looking at the same kind of thing um, because it's just basically this little robot that sits inside your um, your house and you can ask it all sorts of questions and have it do all sorts of different things. And Amazon, you know, recently they're they're trying to take this a little bit more seriously and they're trying to get outside of just the the whole like um, tell Alexa to order me diapers kind of um, route and more of, you know, I want to partner with Sesame Street. And I want Elmo to tell me a story or something. And it's interesting. And, you know, they were, they're, 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 approaching a lot of different, they're talking to a lot of different people and they're trying to, you know, drum up some more interest in this space. Um, and they even have this kind of bounty out right now. It's like $250,000 wow. for the best like kid application for the Alexa. And it's, it's out, it's open. And I think it's until like, I, I want to say like March, 2018, but it's some, sometime in 2018, uh, early 2018. Um, but anyways, I was, I was talking to this guy and you know, he is, he feels very strongly, but he's a business development guy, but he's, he feels really strongly that this is going to be the future and this is going to be the next big wave um, of play and interaction with kids and tech. And I was just reflecting on when, you know, at Sago we started because we kind of pivoted to the iPad or the iPhone. This is when it first came out and touch was just such an intuitive thing for kids. And we were doing a lot of web-based things prior to this. So we did a lot of kind of interactive content for kids, but it was all web-based at the time. So using mouse and keyboard and we look back on that, you're just like, Wow, that's so like primitive. It's so indirect that interaction and touch was just so. Um, it, it just it, it was it just so much more intuitive and, and and kids just picked it up and that's inherently what they want to do. They want to touch things. They want to explore, and it just worked really well. And I'm I'm, it's it's interesting because I'm like I remember that time and we were deciding if we should kind of go down that route and we pivoted as a company to do that. And obviously we haven't looked back and we're still kind of in that space. Um, but it's this idea of pivoting and like, what, what are, what, what's that kind of perfect storm that makes it the right time to do it? Are there dangers in doing it? Um, and I I don't know, I was going to ask you like, you know, even at tilt, like, did you guys pivot a lot when you were there?
0: Oh yeah, we did. We did a lot. So, um, Yeah, a lot of thoughts on this. I think what you're, so the the Sego example to me is a very, like I think there's different kinds of pivoting. And Mm -hmm. I love this quote that Reed Hoffman has where he says like, you know, back in my day, they called it failing. Now they call it pivoting or something. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of the startup pivot, I think, that most people think of where you'll hear that, uh, you know, Foursquare is pivoting into a Yelp style application and the the subtext there is nobody's checking in anymore because that was really just a gimmick so now they're kind of screwed if they keep going down that road they need to change their app completely and now they're basically just cloning whichever app they think they have the best chance of cloning given the data that they already have in which case this is yelp right so i mean that's like the the subtitle to the TechCrunch uh headline And that is a, I think the, I think when most people hear pivot and startups, that's what they think about. And those are, can either be amazing or can be completely failures. And And I almost think there's a huge degree of, of luck and timing. And I mean, look at Instagram before Instagram was Instagram. It was a camera filter app and had no cloud connectivity, it was not a social network, and then they pivoted mm-hmm. into uh, you know, Instagram that we know today, and the rest is 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 history. So but but again, I, I think there's another very possible world where that just totally didn't work. And they and I'm sure there are hundreds of other companies that tried to do that and failed miserably. So I think what you're talking about with Sego, I would almost call that a I don't even know if that's a pivot as much of so it is a pivot, but it's 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 a that's just a good business decision kind of pivot. So it's almost a, I'm sure there's a way to classify it into a better name, but that's almost the um, I think Amazon talks a lot about this, or they they made this thing. I'm going to butcher this, but there's this great essay that Jeff Bezos talked about for a while. I remember reading it, or I have it on my Audible it's called the blue ocean strategy or something. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of in line with like, it's more in line with what you said at Sago where you as a leader, you know, I think it's like this, this memo or this little essay is written for like people like your CEO or for, for you, like someone who's like in charge of product. And the idea is like once a quarter, once a year, you go away in solitude for a week and you think deeply about the future of your business and you decide where to kind of invest. So in this case, you you guys saw the the, the changing form factor. It made sense. And you pivoted to, to, to mobile. Probably more of an easier or a safer bet because you just kind of knew that, oh, yeah, like that's, yeah, kids want to do this, right? Like you had a lot of, of data. Um I think a more interesting one for you guys would have been, you know, hey, um, Microsoft is offering this bounty five years ago to develop on Microsoft's platform. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, is that something that we should take advantage of? Do we want to, you know, and now you're kind of betting on are we going to become a Microsoft app company or are we going to become an iPhone or an Android? And then, you know, and, and again, I don't, I think in your case, the answer would be you would do all of them, but um anyway i think it's but it, yeah cool okay oh,
1: but, it, but, kind of, but it's kind of different though right because it's either you're investing in the technology or in the microsoft uh, apple example you're kind of investing in the platform or you're investing in kind of apple at that time because apple at the time they they dropped the iphone and it's just different in this concept of apps and it's you're making that big bet i remember we had this conversation at the time because you're like do you think websites are going to be dead do you think apps are the future do you, do you, do you remember having this conversation we, we we talked about this at one point a long oh, time ago oh
0: for sure yeah and i mean and for me it was it was existential because at the time i, I was probably a web developer slash consultant and for me i saw the writing on the wall actually here I'll, I'll do a bit of a tangent i hope it's yeah here it'll be quick but I think the whole app versus website thing for me was visceral because I built an app in my thesis when you and I first met, but it was on Windows Mobile because the iPhone hadn't come out yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. I still, I still kick myself because I got really good at developing on that stupid Windows Mobile. Uh, you know, I was doing GPS stuff, I was doing Bluetooth stuff, I was doing calendar stuff. Like I was doing some pretty cool stuff with C Sharp and Windows Mobile Six and if i had of ignored the web and and really saw the iphone for what it was i probably would have been an iphone developer back in 2007 and i just and who knows if i'd be more or less successful but i would definitely be even more in demand than i was as a you know a, a semi let's call it intermediate to advanced rails developer for for 5 or 6 years
1: and Ah, it's hard 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 to say man it's hard that's hard to say because i also think like when a new wave comes in it takes there's time for that adoption whereas at that time rails was super hot and rails is still like pretty popular now but at that time rails was also on that rise but it was a little bit further along on that crest than apple was well and like the way the way i
0: sorry this is more about like how we, how I pick technologies and stuff to learn and to kind of double down on, but but it does kind of make sense because I pivoted myself as a consultant um, from building, uh, well, so, okay, so personally I I pivoted from mobile apps to web apps, then I pivoted from building web apps to building uh, gro- like to to growth, and that's sort of where hmm. what led me to where where I am now, and part of it was following the money and part mm-hmm. of it was following the the fun and the challenge excuse me but uh but going back to the, the tech side of things like rails to me made sense because fundamentally you know you're building on http you're building on just web a web stack with a database and and a server and and i just felt that regardless of whether rails is the thing you know i, I knew there was going to be another thing understanding how web servers work and HTTP and, you know, JavaScript and Ajax and like, it's just, it's not going to be something that's going to go obsolete in five years. Whereas mm-hmm. when, when I saw the iPhone SDK, part of me was really thinking, I, I mean, I didn't, very few people I think saw the app, the app world when it, when they first debuted. Um, and this is even back before they had the proper SDK. This mm-hmm. is when they had that weird kind of like web it was sort of a hybrid native like this was in 2007 and or sorry no 2000 yeah, no, no 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 yeah. no 2009 2009 okay yeah, yeah 2009 and um anyway but the i think what when you guys make that when you guys made that decision a lot of it too must come down to um like, your revenue, like, were you guys
1: killing it in the web game? Like, were you were you making money hand over fist? No, we were doing a lot more um, kind of consulting work at the time. So we worked for a lot of big clients. Um, and then we started also pitching them on some of the app stuff. And people started, there was a little bit of talk about apps. Like, people were, like, asking for web things, but also asking for apps. So there was a bit of, like, that where there was a bit of a demand because it was this sexy new thing that was coming. And we felt it, we felt that momentum of that happening as well. Um, But I guess the journey, the the real sell point for us was really watching kids um, play with touch devices.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Well, and you guys also
0: had, like, I'm not sure if you, if you guys like lean on this stuff, but even like, remember we used to learn about, um, uh, like Alan Kay and the Dynabook and like the whole, mm-hmm. um, who's that person we were talking about last week? The one that your CEO, uh, jammed with at a conference, uh, the scratch guy.
1: Oh, uh, Mitch Resnick?
0: yeah, exactly. Like we, even in, when we were, uh, at DGP before the iPhone hit, people had been taught, like the researched community had been researching touch for, Oh yeah. And, and there was a lot of data that, for kids, for kids. I remember like there was a whole bunch of papers that Kai would show us about like kids with autism and kids with, um, um, you know, just like how it just opened up this whole kind of world for them being able to touch the device. And so I think you you probably had a lot more data to make the decision, but I I still Mm -hmm. think that if you had been making money hand over fist, those are the people that get caught off guard when these things happen. So even for me, I was doing okay as a as a Rails developer, but I started to see, sorry, I'm talking about now, I'm talking about the pivot of going from, um, the pivot of going from Rails developer to growth person. I mm-hmm. started to see the market just getting flooded with Rails developers. And I just knew that to differentiate myself again, I could just get really good at, at inbound and growth and SEO and HubSpot and all these new tools and that would just give me another angle to differentiate. And
1: so but that's also quite different, though, than doing like development. Right. And was it was it because you were doing web development and people your clients were asking? Yes. like, Oh, you know, how do I get yes. my ranking higher? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it was hmm. it was actually one client who said, oh, by the way, thanks for building us this accounting app we have a 50 we have a $50,000 AdWords spend and we don't like our consultants do you know how to do AdWords and my partner and I looked at each other and you know did what every person would do and say yeah of course Are you kidding me we wrote the book on AdWords and then went home and like figured it out over the weekend and and again back then it was like the wild west so there wasn't a lot of it was so easy oh my god like the uh yeah those were the days man like the you could put up results for clients in, in two or three days and, and like real results too. Cause there was so little mm. competition, especially in Toronto and mm. we just got really good and our word of mouth grew. And then we just became, you know, we were so busy that, uh, that that's all we ended up doing was and now the nice thing was having the, the, the programming, um, you know, skill set, we were able to like build attribution really well and build reporting. And like, so it all went Mm -hmm. hand in hand, but for us, it was, it was following the money at the beginning and that we realized that there were, or I guess what, what I started looking at, actually, there was one company and if, sorry, this is kind of, I don't want to turn this into like a rails fest here, but there's one company that I still, um, I hold as like the highest, you know, I revere this company. They're called ThoughtBot. And if you're in the Rails community, everybody knows Thoughtbot because they make some of the the most popular gems that everyone uses, and they're they're just really one of the industry kind of like thought leaders in, in the Rails community. And when I remember talking to them because we almost collaborated on a project with a, a bigger client, like a it was a two hundred thousand dollar contract, and we we knew we needed help, so we called we called Thoughtbot. And when I just heard their process, and I I I just talked to some of their devs and their founder and I was just like, Oh man, like I think this is what I'm going to need to become if I'm going to want to compete in this market. And mm-hmm. it, it just meant taking awakened, which was my company to a really different level that at the time in hindsight, I probably should have done because I think we could have done a really good job of just basically, you know, going in debt, hiring a bunch of people and hoping mm. that, that the contracts came And truthfully, Mm. I just didn't have the balls to kind of do that. And I I wanted to keep it um, small where I could go on vacation when I wanted and really, really have one of those like, you know, lifestyle kind of businesses anyway. So that was, that was the cue for me. I saw what my competition was turning into and it was not something that I could compete with. Mm -hmm. And then this growth stuff started popping up. So it became very easy for me to just transition and but again, I think the most classic case of a non-pivot is that Microsoft memo, um, and I'm butchering, I'm not even gonna pretend I remember what date it was, but Bill Gates sent this this very infamous memo now, I think it was like over the holidays, to the entire company I think, like all however many thousands of Microsoft employees, and it was basically like, hey, there's this thing called like search And this company called Google is really doing it well. And we need to figure this out and compete with them. But it was so late for them to even, like I can't remember what year this was, but they were so far behind on the cloud and they could have owned the cloud that they, but it's because they were making so much money on application services and applications. So I think the pivot will always favor the companies that are not doing the best if that makes sense unless you are you truly have like a lucky or a visionary founder who can really be that explorer Whoa. kind of at the front of the ship being like oh no the land is actually that way and Whoa. even though the wind is really good going this way we're gonna have to tack over here for the next three months and it's gonna suck but i'm telling you the land is not over there you know
1: well, i i i'm curious though because like the um if you look at like uh, my, the whole microsoft intel dominance that they had like they they kind of they ran the 90s and probably ate into a lot of the 2000s right and they just they they were like when we thought of tech they were probably like the people who were running tech oh yeah yeah right? no doubt and then now and then now you look at um But but if you look at kind of like the money they made, they made a ton of money. But the money money they made is like nothing compared to like what Apple is making now, and like the Google and Netflix and Amazon. Like these guys are crushing it yeah. right now. And but then if you also look at their business, they're just very different, right? Like Microsoft never really did. They didn't really pivot that much. They. They had the operating system. They kind of started doing like office suites and things to support their main operating system. And I don't know, like, but if you look at like Facebook, like Facebook has Facebook, but they have like Instagram, they bought like Oculus. Um, Amazon is like all over the place. You know, they started in, as selling books and now they pretty much run commerce and um, you know, and They have like the Alexa stuff. They have all these kind of little experiment things that they're doing. Google's trying to do like, um, self-driving cars. Like, so it's just kind of crazy. Like, and and I'm like, why, how, how is it that these companies now can pivot? And it's not even a full company. It's not like a full company pivot, but they can branch off and Mm. explore a hundred different things. But and, no but, but but wait though yeah. I think
0: I think the difference though there is that so I don't I think you're right. I think what you said at the beginning I think my example of Microsoft is a bad example because they didn't pivot. And hmm. and those aren't really pivots. Like Google going into self-driving cars to me is not a pivot. It's a company with so much cash that they need to spend and they're now trying to essentially they have an investment wing inside their own Mm -hmm. company right i think apple is the weird one to me and gosh there's so many smarter people than me on on reading apple but i was listening to a podcast that i like it's called the accidental tech podcast and these smart guys you know they're talking about just how bad siri is right just how just terrible like the fact that apple's not calling sego about uh play apps like or like you know voice play and stuff like that Mm -hmm. shows you how far behind they are uh, mm-hmm. Apple and or uh, Google and Amazon and the weird thing is like Apple has so much money sitting literally sitting in in a bank like burning a hole in their bank they have billions billions of dollars and it's one of these weird things like why don't they um, just I don't know is it is it just one of these problems that money can't buy out, like you can't buy your way out of this problem you can't hire the top people. You can't just go buy all these companies. I don't know. I don't understand how that works. But Apple to me is kind of weird. Like they just sort of do them and they make a ton of money off their hardware and they don't seem to branch very much at all. They're a very classic kind of a company, right? Where Google and Facebook and Microsoft, they're not pivoting. They're just they're just trying to become these massive conglomerates and mm-hmm. they know that if they don't do it that the other one is going to do it. So you know the um, I think the more interesting pivots are when you're I think the Sega one is super interesting because there's a, there's another there's another reality where you guys didn't make that pivot. And the question is you you would have probably gone out of business because no one is mm-hmm. making apps for kids on the web right now. I mean, there's ABC mouse, which uh, we, we subscribe to, but even that we use on, on an iPad, mm-hmm. even, even though I think it's kind of web-based, um, behind the scenes, yeah. but, yeah. yeah, but, um, I, you know, I mean, like, it just doesn't, it seems like you really did make almost like an existential, like the, the, it was an existential decision and you made the right decision. I, I think that, so hub was a good example too, where, when Hubba started, they were trying to be a product directory for massive companies. So the first clients Hubba had were Unilever, Under Armour, uh, these massive companies with thousands and thousands of of products. And Hubba was a way for these companies to just manage all their products internally. These were it was an internal uh, an internal app, like for like you, nobody outside of the company would would ever use it, mm. and it was an enterprise software play. And then our CEO started talking. So, you know, they sold, I can't remember how many accounts, let's say 15 or 20 to these like massive companies. And then, of course, there's, there are only a handful of companies in the world, though, when you get into enterprise software, that are actually going to pay what you want for this software. So you have to start coming down the market. And then it's a, it was a harder sell going down the market because some of these companies, maybe they have like A couple hundred products and they're like yeah well my spreadsheets are kind of okay like i'm not gonna pay five thousand bucks or whatever it was for for this that makes my life a little easier but you know what i really need help with i need to meet some buyers like i'm i would pay five thousand dollars if you could help me meet some buyers and then you know he heard that 50 times from from 50 different companies and and Mm -hmm. took the really kind of risky thing and said oh man i think You know, we're actually making more like so Hubba would be making more money had we have stayed as an enterprise product thing. Probably. Maybe. I I don't know. It seems like maybe we would have. But Mm. the market for if we if we were able to crack this, hey, how do I as a great brand meet a great buyer? And how do I as a buyer find great new products in a trusted kind of a marketplace? um, He discovered that problem trying to sell expensive software to companies that didn't have enough pain to feel the cost of it and then, but exposed their true pain, which was finding buyers, right? So mm-hmm. that's a super interesting pivot because it means a whole different everything, whole different architecture, different team, different tech stack, different investment strategy, different growth strategy, different, like it's a whole different company.
1: But, but are, are you guys pivoting for the growth potential?
0: Yeah, I think he's pivot- he was pivoting for the oh my god, nobody's building this. Like you know, there are only a handful of companies that are competing with Hubba right now. I know it's it's mm-hmm. so- I sound like a dick when I say that. There's a ton of companies that claim to do what Hubba's trying to do, but it it really is a very unique problem that only about from our count 10 or 11 companies are trying to solve, which is kind of crazy. Like in the entire world, there really aren't that many companies. Trying to solve this problem, and it's because most people don't even know it's a problem yet, and mm-hmm. because Amazon just takes all the the wind out of like whenever somebody thinks of commerce, they just think of Amazon. So, but there's this whole other world that exists. That anyway, we don't have to get into hubba, but 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 again, it's a huge gamble because Amazon could just eat the whole retail world, and then mm-hmm. maybe you know, maybe that wasn't a good pivot. Who knows? Um, I mean, our data is showing that it seems to be. I mean, we're growing really fast and we're our, our hypotheses are holding, but, you know, are you... It kind of goes back to what I was saying last week. Like, are we climbing Blue Mountain or are we climbing Everest? And mm-hmm. right now it looks like we're close. Like, it, it, we, we haven't seen the top yet, so hopefully it's Everest. We feel like we're pretty high, but, you know, but maybe it's... uh you know, Tremblant and Everest is is on the other side or something. Who knows? So I think those mm-hmm. are the those are the scary pivots where you, um, you know, okay. Like another one in my in my past was uh, I had the side the side business called Win Junkie, where we basically just looked at Groupon and we ripped off Groupon and said, okay, instead of a daily deal, we're going to do a daily contest. By the way, you got me interested in daily contests. You tried to pitch me a contest daily con or no a daily Group buy idea, like way before Groupon. Oh, Do you yeah, remember that? I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I I vividly remember, and this was like just in Groupon's infancy. I think you were, I don't remember quite what you pitched me, but you were ahead of your time with the group buy stuff. Um,
1: I think it was for like food was, and services. I don't remember. No, I think,
0: I think you almost pitched me kind of like mass drop, where a bunch of people could try to buy things cheaper if they all yeah, pulled their yeah. money together, which is essentially yeah. mass drops. Anyway. So, when junkie was um, yeah, so we'd go to a, a local business in Toronto and say, "Hey, give us five hundred bucks." We have a list of thirteen thousand people. uh we're going to email them every day with a contest for your restaurant. People will enter, uh, everybody will get a coupon, and one person will win a five hundred dollar voucher or something like that, or a hundred dollar voucher. And that's it. We just kept parlaying that. You know, we got you know mm. 150, users. And, um, we, but for us, we, we did pivot though. So the, the original, um, the original idea was actually trying to sell contest software to these businesses. So basically doing like a, you know, kind of a a Shopify app or uh, like something that a, a website could just add to their website. And at the time there was this other company that's still around now called Gleam that actually did that. So they're kind of the industry leader now where if you're even like Pepsi or Coke and you want to host a contest on your website, there's a good chance you're using Gleam in in the background. And I kind of made the decision again on this one to pivot because I was the only tech guy on the team. There was three, three business guys and me, not the best, uh, not the best structure in hindsight. Um, but it was it, it was honestly just too much work like for, for the amount of money we were putting into this and mm-hmm. t- yeah, i was just like oh guys like this is going to take us a l- this is going to take us a long time to, to go to market i don't even know if this is a good idea why don't we just try selling contests to people and see if that works so we did the classic like just sell it before you have it kind of thing and uh once we had five or six restaurants on then we went and built what became uh, wind junkie so that was a pivot where the the original idea was probably still a gr- a great idea it's just it, it was a lot harder to see where how we would have made revenue whereas the other option was just very easy like it was so concrete but we sold it for uh not a lot of money i mean it was not a this is not the kind of like the 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 pivot we made put us into a very different class of business where no one's buying us for our technology. They're buying us now for how many users we have, for our relationships, for our, for maybe Mm -hmm. some of our tech. Like it just became a very different business. And um, in hindsight, I think we should have done the original one. Like I think we should have tried to build, you know, now I would have built a Shopify app that would just let you host a contest on your, on your e-commerce store and Mm -hmm. charge somebody, you know, $12 a month or something like that. That would have been a great business. And, uh, anyway, so that was maybe like a, a bad pivot, but, um, mm. I mean, it still ended up, it worked out well in the end, but, uh, th- those to me are like real pivots where you're, you're, the world is very different where I think I kind of screwed us with that example with Microsoft because it's, that's, that's not, I don't think big companies like well, that can really pivot. Um,
1: I, 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 I also want to like, so when you, we talk about the we're talking about the Microsoft and the Amazons and like the Apples and you know Google's and you're like, oh, these guys are too big. It's not really a pivot. They're just eating up the competition um, and just kind of growing that space like they're like a gigantic virus that's just spreading and spreading and touching on everything. Right. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I kind of feel the companies did pivot because in order for that to kind of work like an Apple started off as let's just say they, they built, you know, computers and they became a bit of a software company, but then they just became this gigantic, like almost like entertainment brand. Like they're
0: hmm. like, That's they took over, yeah. they,
1: they were the, the big, like they changed music. Like they music was very synonymous with Apple for a very long time and still kind of is. Um, and even like Google, you know, they were just a search company and then now they are more of an information company and they are more of a, um, like when you think of Google, it's so pervasive. Like they're just, if you say Google is an information company, they're just, everything kind of applies. Like there is all, all bets are off now. And I don't know, it, it's, it's funny, like even like Apple, when they moved into the watch business, they became the number one watch um, maker in the world, like, overnight. Yeah. And that's insane to think about. Um, but that's just how big that brand is. Like, if they suddenly say, like, you know, now with uh, the iPhone X, they have the whole um, and emoji stuff. And, I don't know, like, AR has been around for a long time. But if anyone's going to make it cool and a thing, it's probably going to be Apple. Oh, man. Have you, because have you it has seen- that. It
0: Has that like, cachet? Yeah. Well, one of the things I uh, that so when I first saw the emoji when we talked about it last week, like it was definitely it, it was it was one of those like oh this is really cool yeah it's probably worth <laughs> if you're into this stuff like that's probably worth it for the price of that phone because this is really fun this is this is something totally new. But what's yeah. amazing is if you look at what's happened even just in a week. I don't know if you've seen these things on Twitter, but people have already started writing apps to basically take over like celebrities like so there's all these like have you seen these on twitter? No. So you know there's like Donald Trump ones there's but basically people are making their own animoji puppets and are you yeah. are they're using the SDK to basically do what Apple's doing with animoji but for any character now. And it's it's almost like this new like art form where like this one I saw was um it was like it, it was someone who did it for Joe Rogan because I, I listened to his podcast and it, but I, I don't know, like it was just this stupid little thing where he was saying things that like it was dubbing what he had said, but then the character was doing these fun things and I was like, oh my god, like th- this is gonna be this is gonna be a thing, like people are going to make movies now, like where they're puppeteering these fake people and. This is just a week after this phone. This is a week after this phone is on the market. Like imagine a year. So Yeah. Um and and you know, you you did you said something about pivoting. You're right. I think Apple is a good example of this because you they see it's like pivoting or like reinventing. Like they I I think I think that's where I'm stuck on the word because to me, pivoting I, I kind of believe the Reed Hoffman example where like i think when i hear pivoting i hear oh you failed and Mm -hmm. you you didn't want to call it that so you 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 pivoted and you know whereas i i think with apple and and they're not they're just like reinventing themselves like they're um
1: like i i kind of think the reed hoffman quote applies to a certain scale of business though. Um and it's almost like a company like Apple and Google are at, right now I, it's maybe it's maybe inappropriate to say that they're too big to fail but they kind of they can make a lot of mistakes and still just mint money right now see I feel like Apple
0: is in that in that camp this is why I'm always a little worried about Google like have you seen that pie chart of Google's revenue where it's like, uh, no. eighty six or eighty seven or eighty eight or some like some crazy number is ads. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're ninety. Per, let's say ninety percent of their income is still coming from ads, still in, in twenty seventeen, and that to me is terrifying because yeah, that that could actually change relatively quickly. And obviously, they have really smart people working there. They they know this is coming. And I know they have a lot of cash, but Apple, on the other hand, it just, I I think listening to another podcast and someone had a great quote, it's like, is Apple really a, like is Apple a phone company or are they a logistics company? They're, They're actually kind of a logistics company. They can make, they can make devices in the hundreds of millions every year with new tech. Like that in itself is you know it's they're they're actually more like samsung than they are like Google where they their real secret sauce isn't in face making face i d it's making face i d and shipping it in a hundred million phones in a year with with not off the shelf components like components that they might have even had to build right so mm-hmm. and that's a very oh and they're making a ridiculous margin and they're just putting that cash in the bank like I think Apple is gonna be here for a long, long time. I mm-hmm. could actually see something happen where if Google truly does get a huge percentage of that money from ad revenue, that's something mm-hmm. that could shake up in 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 five
1: years in ten years. I don't know. I mean oh, for sure obviously like if you just look at look look on the desktop like you have ad blockers, you're gonna get ad blockers on mobile. You're going to get, um, you know, all this kind of voice stuff that, you know, Alex is doing and when uh, Apple releases everything like you, even with Siri, you could um, you basically jump Google in all of that. Right. You're making queries and you're just kind of getting results direct. You don't have to kind of bring up a, a Google browser or a Google window to, to, to find the answer anymore. Um, well, yeah, so no. Yeah, there's a definite, definite uh, possible future where they, they're, their business is kind of fucked.
0: Or like at least they're, they're, they're not going to be able to be experimenting with hot weather balloons that like they're, they're going to have to start cutting a lot of the fat around the, um, like the, their cash flow will start to get affected in a way where they're not going to be able to, um, do all that stuff that maybe an apple or, or somebody could do. Um, but, so,
1: so do you, w- w- would you say that Google
0: is kind of floundering then? No, because n- no, because they're. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, Kent, who's not a stock person here, who's not a finance person, looking at that graph, and I'm like, ooh, that's kind of scary. Clearly, mm-hmm. people are not scared by this, or else Google, their stock wouldn't be climbing and climbing and climbing. Like, there's, there's probably a whole host of other things. That they're doing that are growing at at a rate that investors are happy with that are going to make up for any um you know exposure they have on the ad side like a friend of mine um at hubba is um he's getting certified in google's like cloud compute platform which is like their aw their aws competitor Mm -hmm. and he said that like they're really bad at marketing aws gets all the credit but google and again this is just one one man's opinion, but has a what he feels like is a technically a superior product to a w s um mm-hmm. they just have a marketing problem, but he thinks that in five years everybody's gonna be on google compute cloud not a w s which is an interesting i never mm-hmm. heard that before, and then he was sort of laying out why and has to do with like fundamental technologies and there's a few things that google just gets away that gets they get right and amazon doesn't and um, anyway, so I don't think Google is floundering at at all. I think it would be crazy to say that. But if I were to put money on a company that could look very, very different in ten years, I think mm. Apple will still be making hardware, and I don't know what Google
1: will be doing. Like. I- I, I I think Google is they've I think they've kind of already pivoted to in, in a way like I think the main core of their business is going to be Android and, and like this Android, whole and like this it, whole Pixel thing. No, just like Android, the operating system. Oh, like, oh, oh Just think right. about how many phones this is on, and like they're going to be in cars. They're going to. It's just it's open, right? So they can be in like refrigerators and every, everywhere. Okay, right?
0: but, but but what do you think about so? But then that's even scary. Okay. Then I would be worried if I was Google because Mm -hmm. I remember reading that. So Samsung, okay. Samsung makes more money. Okay. This is crazy. This is, I had to fact check this today. I heard this on another podcast this morning. Um, I had to fact check this on John Gruber's uh, Daring Fireball podcast, the talk show. But Samsung makes more money off iPhones. Than it does yeah, off of about- their Galaxy, yeah. isn't that crazy? So that's crazy. So yeah. and like just to just to stick it to Apple. So uh, the new Galaxy phones have oh, like an OLED screen, and mm-hmm. Samsung OLED. So like they have a whole other company that just makes OLED screens. They charge Samsung. So like the two companies, right? They charge each other, right? So mm-hmm. Samsung buys their OLEDs for $85 and they charge Apple $129 for the same screen. So like they, they are making, for every iPhone 10 that gets sold, they make more money than if they sell a Galaxy. So that's pretty hilarious. But on, oh, that, yeah. but on that, they aren't using Android or something anymore. Like Well, they are. They're using the kernel of Android, but yeah. like they yeah. have their own thing now.
1: Or something? Do you know about this? Well, like, they like Samsung. They've always had a bit of a, a layer that sits on top of Android,
0: right? But it's like getting way more powerful. Like every every Galaxy that ships, they're they're almost like becoming more and more Samsungy. Like not that one day an Android mm-hmm. app isn't going to run on this thing, but they are. Th- they are not in lockstep with Google, which is why Google is now starting to make their own phones. Cause I think they start to be like, Hey, like one day this party could just leave without us or something. Or mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. I, I just, um, I-, I still think the best thing that should have happened and could still work is if <laughs> Apple and Google just came together <laughs> and Apple said, we'll make the hardware. And like, you know, like just Apple has such bad cloud services and if they could just team up with Google on things like mail and on things like voice and and search and AI, like, I don't know, obviously that's never going to happen mm. anymore, but mm. I feel like that original deal that they made with like, you know, Google making the software, Apple making yeah, the hardware, yeah. um, could have just been this like wonderful harmony, um, but uh, but, but you know it's what's like inter- Google, is, oh, Google, go ahead,
1: yeah. Google gets they, they 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 just want that information, right? Like they give away all the software, but they're just mining this and they use this to just make themselves smarter and their oh, yeah. their 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 search and their um their ads and all that stuff better, right? Um, and Apple like it cares about that to a certain extent, but you know it's not that's not their their business, right? No,
0: and and in, in fact, if anything, Apple has almost, they're differentiating themselves trying to, to take that stuff away to be the not creepy company, which a lot of people like too, right? So, oh man, it's a fascinating um, yeah. but, but but I mean, even like, just going back to the kind of whole pivoting um, the pivoting question, like, do like, I think you guys must be thinking this again at Sego to a certain degree with like Um, and I mean, I'm sure that's why you're talking to, to Amazon about voice and stuff, but that could change, um, like you could have these up and coming voice companies that could start lapping you if you don't get into it now. Right. Like that's kind of why you're having these calls,
1: but it's like, I I think as any company though, you're always. Just exploring everything, right? I think you have to always explore everything. It's not like we're going to go into voice, but it's, it's, you know, if it's a popular thing and Amazon's actually super serious about it and Google's looking into this, like this is something that's in our space and we should obviously look into it. And, but ultimately, I guess for us, it's like, you know, it still has to make sense for that experience. And I don't know, when I, when I played with, um, I, I remember the, the Google home, I played with my nephews and, um, my nephew's like, he's, he's two. My, the younger one's, too and he can interact with google home and he can and it's really scary but cool like he's two and he's talking to a robot oh yeah and he's asking the robot to play a song for him so he can dance or um they're asking like uh asking google to 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 make an animal sound for them and that's incredible it's it's a really incredible um moment there's definitely some friction involved in the whole thing but um it's it's nice and also like voice is a very intimate, like intuitive thing for kids right um, like speech is obviously a very intuitive thing, but um, that doesn't mean we're gonna go into it and it doesn't mean that like but you have to do your due, due, due diligence in uh, in any kind of business, right? But what I mean like so um, so you because, don't
0: you don't worry that there's like this new paradigm coming that you're gonna get caught flat footed on.
1: No, you, you, you obviously are concerned about that. But at the same time, like you don't want to just jump on something because something's hot, right? Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like um, VR stuff is obviously maybe a few years ago. VR was going to be touted as like the next like huge thing. And it's like, oh, my God, Oculus is out. This is going to change everything. Um, we're going to have VR headsets in the house and everything. And then at that time, like, um, you know, even like the HoloLens from Microsoft was out and they were like, Oh, this is going to be the next big thing. And it's going to be AR. And this whole AR thing was like supposed to be a a gigantic thing a few years ago. And it's slowly kind of getting there and it's getting bigger. But for us, it's like, we could have hopped on that board. We could have moved our whole stuff to just like, we're doing VR stuff for kids. Um, but I don't know, like that, that probably if we did that, it would probably have been a bad bet.
0: Mm, okay, but hang on though. But so this goes back to my original thesis here, though. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to give me numbers, but uh, I'm sure you guys are doing pretty fine on the revenue side. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it could always be better. But um, I mean, this is just my own conjecture. I I think AR is still... Uh, sorry, and VR. I think it is the future. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm still so bullish on that stuff, and I just think it's a technology thing. I just, where there are, there are fundamental, um, technology problems that need to be solved, Whoa. and as soon as those things get solved, it will just explode the way that the iPhone or the the iPad exploded. Um, Definitely,
1: and but I, but I think a lot of that just comes that there's a perfect storm of things that have to happen. Right. And, um, part of that is like the timing of things too. Like if, if we, we we jump on the tech when it's, when it's there and it's ready and it's seamless and there's proper distribution of this stuff and it's at a good enough price point that this can be a mass market thing. Um, you know, it, it, those things have to line up if you go too early and you jump too early, then you we, we can just be like burning money and there's no real market for this yet oh no and if you go too, and, and, yeah. but then like you said if you go too late and like um, let's just say the, the these voice um, uh, voice becomes a gigantic thing and we're too late to the party then you know that's bad too or, or VR becomes a big thing and we, we're just too late to the party and then that that becomes a giant thing and yeah it it, it just depends like you have to hit that there's There's that sweet spot of a whole bunch of things lining up and making sense.
0: Well, and like not to get all – because I really don't know what I'm talking about with a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think in your guys' business, though, a lot of it would come down to like – so VR is fundamentally different than iOS. So I'm sure that you could take your best game dev right now, throw them with the Oculus SDK – And they'd be able to put something together much faster than you or I could because they Mm -hmm. just they're a better 3D programmer or they understand 3D space. But the skill set you need for VR is you need like, at least from what I've read, you need like cinematography. So you need to understand more about how like almost like the like what the film industry looks for. So like art direction, directors of photography, uh, cameras, lighting not that you don't need that now, but like you needed a lot more. That's what separates a good VR experience from a great VR experience. Cause it's more like mm-hmm. a, an immersive kind of a movie. Then you need all the crazy mathematics and, you know, tech, like you need, you need crazy programmers who can go do mm-hmm. this stuff. You need artists. Mm-hmm. So the, the, for me, the worry would be that. Um, and I think that I read an article this week about this. So, the reason why Google is probably going to win this whole AI game is because of their they've just hired every single AI person and they all the good ones work at Google. So they've invested in these people and paid them so much money that it's just stupid for them to leave that that's an advantage that it will only pay off like 5 or 10 years from now when mm-hmm. there is this new thing and Google is like literally one of the only companies who can take advantage of it because they have all the they have all the talent, or they're inventing this stuff at Google and then they're not sharing it with other people, which is happening to this day, right? So my worry for you guys would be if you don't have someone playing with it now, building stuff now, mm-hmm. then there will be these upstart companies who will have they they will have gone to Hollywood and hired a DP and they will have. Uh, like, and they will be able to do stuff that you will look at and actually not even understand. Like you won't even know how they're doing this. And sure. and again, so I'm, I'm, like, I'm being, I'm being extreme, talent. but that's the to me it could be a talent race, if anything.
1: Yeah, and and I think I think that's that's interesting too, because like I think we talk about VR um, or even like um, anything, like even like iOS. Uh, when it became a thing and you're you're developing apps you had a huge influx of people who just jumped on being apple developers right and developing for the, the platform and that platform was strong enough that it attracted so many people to come on and build stuff and you had this talent pool of people who knew how to do this stuff and but there's a certain it, it i guess that's what i'm saying, like the another thing for things to line up with the VR stuff is like, it needs that platform. Yes. The, the platform, you know, <laughs> and it needs, it, and it needs almost like that one or that killer thing to make it a mainstream thing that people are like, Oh, I see it. These guys did it. And I, I see that there's money to be made here and I'm going to learn how to program it, uh, for, for the yeah. Oculus or whatever. So, um, so,
0: so can I give you like an anti example of this? So like, Uh, A failed pivot of mine, and luckily I didn't really put a lot into this, so I really was bullish on Second Life, and (laughs) I I really thought Second Life was going to be something big, so I spent uh, thousands of dollars on land in Second Life that I still to this day own, I learned the Linden scripting language, which was a variant of C that you could use to script custom objects and on all that stuff. I yeah. learned how to do like 3D mapping and texture mapping, and I used to build things in Second Life. And I used to, like I was really, really into Second Life. And I, for I mean, I think I could still find the, the the proposal. Like I was considering basically pivoting. This was back when Ewaken was just me. I was going to become a a, a Second Life developer, <laughs> like I mean my I was going to pivot my my company to just building things in Second Life. I almost convinced my father in law to give me fifty thousand dollars to buy a lot of real estate in Second Life because he was a, he was a developer, like a like a real developer, like a land developer. And I was like Frank, I'm telling you, man, the future is in digital, digital real estates. You know, like I, I was totally. Mm-hmm and you know again is there a parallel universe where second life really took off if i if i was paying attention and if i was really smart i would have looked and said okay i could see second life taking off in 10 years from now because mm-hmm. the technology will be there the tools will be there it'll be cheap enough um but the fact that it froze every 5 minutes and it was choppy like that should have given me some hints that like we were on the bleeding, bleeding edge here, and it was probably not time for my father in law to be investing. Um, but at the same time, people said that about Bitcoin in 2011, too, right? So, yeah. I mean, there's uh, it's you, you It's like, hard like, yeah, like to, yeah, to place those bets, right? Yeah, you'll never know. But, but that's why, like, and again, just going back to the purity of the word, like, I think mm. there's again, there's a difference between hedging your bets and and pivoting. Pivoting to me is like you, um, you know, you 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 you've run into this wall and you can't like you either have a secret so you either know something that the market doesn't and you're pivoting in mm. advance of that, or you're forced to pivot. I don't really know if there's a. But you're
1: kind of, but, but you're kind of hedging your bets in anticipation of a potential pivot.
0: Hmm. But then that could also the companies who don't do that will if if that pivot never comes. So like let's say you and your CEO put five or two guys on VR just always playing with, right? Mm-hmm. Those are two less people who are going to ship apps for you. There are two less people who are going to come up like so you're gonna you're gonna take that risk of even just having someone thinking about VR and mm so you're right like it's always it's this trade-off of of um um yeah no it, it is it is a weird uh and and i think if you look at the companies that tend to win though don't they tend to just really focus like i mean again google right now looks completely unfocused but that's because for the first 10 years of their life they did one thing and they did mm-hmm. it so much better than everybody else that they created a monopoly and then they, you know, reaped all the, the profits of that. And mm-hmm. um so I think they've just like bought the right to go stick around and play with whatever they want. They've earned that right. Um and I just don't know if if that's something that's repeatable though. I, I think it's like a it's a black swan. It's I don't know if you could build a strategy around around that, you know, like I think if you guys, you're right, it's more of a bet. You either believe VR is going to be a thing and you start developing for it. Like I always think of like this guy, Ray Kurzweil, who of course now works at Google, famous futurist and, uh, singularitarian guy who kind of created the whole idea of the singularity. Um, he always said like, and you know, he's this like prolific, you know, inventor and just, and and his whole thing was like, he, he would invent, five years into the future so he wouldn't Mm. like his ideas only existed on paper and then he would wait for the technology to get fast enough to then implement his ideas but for the first two or three years he'd be working on a on an app or an idea that the hardware wasn't even there yet he was betting on that the hardware would be there yet you know so Mm. i um i could actually totally see a you guys deciding that you are going to be the first mover on VR when it's ready and you're going to, you know, like whatever that means for kids, you're, you're going to be the, and that might be a great decision if you, if you can time it right. But I don't know,
1: it's just such a hard thing. And it just depends, right? Like you, 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 want those things to line. If, if, if hypothetically you were to go into VR, there's so many things that have to line up like that tech, even right now, like these headsets don't even work with kids. Like they're so, they're big. and. Um, but like, what if you people like, have done. okay. But like, what if you like created the headset? Sure. So you can create the headset, but then if you create that headset, you're, 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 you're pivoting that whole company. That, that's very expensive. That's a huge commitment to do that. Right? right. Right. And so, you know, you have to be a certain scale to do that. So if you're a Google, uh, or you're like an Amazon or whatever, you could afford to do that. Um, if you, but it's, it's gonna cost you like twelve billion dollars, like what Facebook paid for like Oculus, right? Like it's gonna cost you a lot of money to get into that space. Is that what they paid for Oculus? I think it was like twelve billion. Yeah. Oh my
0: god, that's insane. I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry.
1: I'm gonna fact check myself right now. Um.
0: No, no, but I mean, I'm sure you're
1: right. But oh, sorry, sorry, two, two, two it's it's two, two, two billion. But still, it's, still, it's, you know. It's a big B. Um, But that was in 2014. Now, I don't know what it's worth, but it's probably worth a lot more. Um, But yeah, so but even like Facebook, like, you know, I think they probably saw their audience was getting older. A lot of young people weren't using Facebook. They started they bought up WhatsApp. They bought up um, uh, What's the company. But anyways, they're they're also trying to appeal to, to the younger audience as well, right? And they 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 want to if they don't do that, they don't make those bets right now. Facebook just might die off like MySpace, right? Oh,
0: I I could I could still see. So we didn't talk about them, but I could totally see a world where Facebook isn't in it anymore. Um, and I I think there's a lot of there seems to be this like revolt against i mean not to mention just the hot water they might get into with this whole russia thing and and mm. um i mean that's just like a, uh people will lose confidence in, in in that but the whole idea of like you know is it even good for us to be on the like our social networks even a good thing and like there's a lot of research coming out now that they might be kind of a net negative more than a net positive um mm. if they start chasing and start trying to just like they bought this other company this weekend this like um this like chat app that like grade sixes are using like if they're just yeah. if if they're just trying yeah. to like just keep buying this whole like you're almost just buying eyeballs for your ad machine and yeah. i think they get into the same problem of google like what's fascinating is like so even for like at hubba we uh we we get more bang for our buck from from google because we're a kind of a b2b company from an yeah. ad perspective like we spend a lot of money on on adwords but at tilt oh my god we um I mean, the amount of money we spent on Facebook, uh, you know, was was crazy. And in, a, in, a, in another world, Google would have been getting that money. So we had Google knocking on our door being like, hey, why aren't you spending that money on Google? So the fact that they were even calling us meant that somewhere on their balance sheet, Facebook is hurting Google's revenue, obviously, right? Because um, mm-hmm. more companies are just advertising on Facebook. But then... To me, Facebook will suffer that same thing because so much of their, their company is just designed on on selling ads. They're, they're basically a giant ad-selling machine, and every decision they make has to come back down to, does this help us sell more ads? And um, I can see why they buy Oculus because that's kind of their hardware play, and that's a huge bet that, that VR is going to be a thing. And I think if you're Zuck, you got to be thinking... Okay, even if it's not going to be a thing, I'm going to make it a thing. Like I'm mm-hmm. this is going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like I've got um you know what I'm saying? Like they have that ability to kind of just tell the world where to go if if enough people come with them because they have so many users. they um, they're, they're, they're going to realize
1: that second life dream of yours.
0: Yeah, no, but, but, but it w- yeah. they will. Like, I've seen those demos, and I'm like, man, this is what I was building for in Second Life. Like, um, oh, yeah. you know, it's... Uh... Oh, man. Yeah, I had uh... Uh, I, I tried to become a god in Second Life, so... People were I... making money on that,
1: though. I remember at a time, people were selling real estate plots on Second oh, Life, yeah, and they yeah. were making money. Yeah.
0: yeah, man, this was like... I was right in there, but... My my hubris was I I tried to become Buddha in second life. So I would log in for hours, and I I, I planted a tree in a very public place, and I designed a loincloth for myself. And I'll try to find a picture of this, and I would just sit under this tree in a me, in, in meditation. I bought like a a meditation script where I could sit in in cross like a like lotus full lotus. And I would just wait for people to come and talk to me. And my, my 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 goal was to become a god in Second Life. And it didn't really work. I had a couple of people who came and sat with me. But uh,
1: Can build that following, spent man spent
0: a lot of time. Uh, and then, you know, you start getting into all the... You start understanding why people are really on Second Life. You know, you go to one of those brothels and you're like, oh, oh, this is basically just a giant porn site. Um <laughs> And and, and, then, and then I think that's when second life started kind of dying off when people realized that, you know, they everyone's here to just basically have virtual
1: virtual sex and uh, yeah. Dude, you you were god in that world though.
0: Tried to be, tried to be a god. Tell, um, what does that tell you about my
1: psyche? Oh my god, but I, I think you should just reinvest in Facebook, man. You can live 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 that dream for real. You can be, you gotta, gotta buy that real estate now.
0: Oh man, I wish. I I would too. I totally would. And cuz I do think that there's something to um like and this is where I uh, I mean we should do a whole other pod. I think I think we will do another pod on the whole kind of like crazy vision of the future singularity style, but yeah. I I can't not I have trouble imagining a world in our lifetime where there is not people who choose whether you call it the matrix or whatever you want to call it, they, they will choose to live in a virtual world more often than they will in the, in the real world. And I I kind of think it's
1: already almost like that, man. Well, that's that's what I mean.
0: Like it's, it's, this isn't some new idea. Like I have a guy that I work with who, who takes vacation to stay at home and play EverQuest or something or whatever, whatever. Like he's, yeah. Taking seven days off work to just immerse himself more in a video game that he already plays for hours a day. I mean, that's intense. You know, that's um,
1: that didn't happen years, ten years ago. Even like, it's not even EverQuest. Like, but even like Alicia, she's on Facebook like a lot, and she's inter- interacting with a whole bunch of people even outside of her main circle. So it's just like she's part of these mommy groups, and she's talking to them about like getting information, and she's just you know in that stream and i'm on instagram a lot and i'm looking at my my stream where i'm exploring and seeing other people and but i'm living in this kind of weird screen space a lot and um you know it it is in a way like a second life man like because you kind of just tune out with from what's happening in like right now in the physical yeah yeah and like i'm i'm very not
0: I don't want to be I don't want to be like my like a high and mighty kind of person but I really try to leave my phone I ch- I try to like check my phone at the door when I come home from work and mm-hmm. I- I'm just guilty of like I just work a lot so I'll just like pull up my laptop and like just try to work on something I f- I can't get into like Instagram to me just doesn't do it I'm kind of like I don't know if it's because I'm already old but I don't know like I'm and part of it's because I, I see how addictive it is and I see how much um, Christina and her friends use it and like there's just something about it I'm like uh, and okay I think a lot of Instagram is ruined for me I won't mention this person's name but they'll know when they hear this uh, our seven listeners um, somebody I, I used to work with that tilt uh, you know had a big Instagram following and, and really put a lot of time into into their Instagram and I think when I just, when the kimono sort of opened up on how fake it is, I, I don't know. I just like got very, um, I got very disingenuous or I, I, I looked at a lot of those yeah. Instagram people and I'm just kind of like, I get kind of sad. I'm like, yeah. it's just, this is such a, like this candid picture probably took you two hours to pose and you know, so I kind of look at it more with that kind of like downer lens but um Mm. but but man like it's um there but that will be whatever company and it looks like facebook is going to be the one to pivot in the vr obviously with with oculus like if Mm -hmm. they really do make that happen like i think apple's pretty clear that it's an ar world like that apple's going for ar i think google is going for ar with magic leap and and all that. I think Facebook's kind of the only one that's going full VR. So it'll be well,
1: interesting. So, so Sony has, has their their kind of PlayStation VR. Oh, There's, that's true. You know, yep. The Vive, you know. Uh, but, but And, but, and I, I I kind of thought the VR was going to be a video game centric thing. I thought that was going to be the big thing that was going to push it. Well,
0: no, but, but that's what I mean though. So to me, I, I draw a line between like VR for gaming and vr outside of it like facebook is making a bet that companies will pay money to have meetings on mars in virtual on Mm -hmm. virtual mars right Mm -hmm. and um
1: i I, I think they're kind of related though i think it's it's like whoever can get into the home in the mass market home the quickest is going to be kind of the
0: one. Oh, that that's and, a good point yeah because it, it you do need special hardware right so if you don't yeah. have that hardware what are you going to do
1: yeah and you know you like you know there's tons of cool applications you can do but you know when what what's the application where i can see like my mom or dad going and buying a vr headset and using it and i i don't know i can't really think of a great one maybe some sort of cool skype meeting thing that you're talking about um but like video games are definitely like something where, you know, on the PlayStation, it, it's kind of expensive though, but you know, you, 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 pay a couple hundred dollars more, uh, actually it's probably more than a couple hundred dollars, but you pay a couple hundred dollars more and you suddenly get this kind of VR thing that enriches your game experience. Um, but even like in the game space, you know, there are definitely some cool like VR games and stuff that are out, but, I, I, I don't know. It's not, it's definitely, it's not like a huge mainstream thing yet. It's, oh, it's, you know, it's funny. Like for me, it's such a price thing because
0: I'm, I'm the, I am an early adopter. I spend a lot of money on tech that I probably shouldn't, but, and I was at the mall and I remember looking at, at Samsung, uh, at the Samsung store and I can't remember what their, is it the gear? Is there's called the gear? Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah Yeah. And honestly, I was like, if this was like, $299 I'd buy it right now but it was like 599 or something like that or like 499 or something and it was just like nah <laughs> you know it's just like it's it's just not worth 500 bucks yet um, but if it was like you know like I don't know if it was like 200 bucks yeah. I probably would have walked out there with one and if I knew that it was, like, safe for Jack to play with, because, like, that's what I'd be buying it for now, is to just, like, mm-hmm. show Jack, like, you know, the Eiffel Tower in virtual reality or something. Um, but there will come a time where... Sorry, Ken, you're cutting kind out... Of... You, you, oh, where sorry, yeah, yeah. You cut out a bit before, too. I wonder if it's my internet. Um, anyway, like, there will definitely come a time when it's it, it's got to be a cost thing, where the... The cost will get to a point where everyone, it'll just make sense. And and you know, you're right. There has to be this like, this like killer app, like what's the killer app going to be to get everybody to go get it. And it's probably going to be some kind of a mix of Skype where you can, you can really have like, you could have a Skype conversation with Nick on Mars and it would feel cool. And it would feel like you were actually on Mars that's something that I feel like people would, would shell out 200 bucks for without thinking about it.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't even know if it's a cost thing per se, because like Google cardboard is out and that's like super cheap. Like I don't know, you get one for like 20 bucks or something. Right. Yeah. But and it's, you just kind of, isn't open that up kind your of your your shitty
0: though? Like, isn't it kind of a, like to me, that's kind of a, you kind of know you're using like the poor man's VR when you use that.
1: Like I, I think the, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You're definitely using the poor man's VR, um, but still, like if VR, like if that's not mass market, and for that price point, like it should be almost like a more mass market thing for people to just use to explore like the Eiffel Tower or something else. I don't know, at twenty bucks, like it's no, it is pretty cheap. I don't
0: know, no, see, I, I don't agree with that one because I think that it's that that to me i that never made sense to me i think that's the stupidest kind of um like a phone is a phone like you don't it, your phone is not a vr headset like the, to me that that whole idea just looked like a google research project that shouldn't have really come out um i think that you you need special hardware you need crazy like vr only works if the graphics are amazing. And I think Virtual Boy is the best example of, you know, uh, you know, Nintendo did this 20 years ago and the graphics sucked and people threw up when they used it. And, you know, like the only way this works is when the graphics are so good that you feel like you're on Mars having a meeting with your friend. And yeah, I could totally see businesses even paying for that. So if Facebook's bet is that telepresence is going to become this then Mm -hmm. that's a great that's a great bet and um you know
1: i I, I, don't know i i I, so i i I agree that the cardboard is a piece of shit it's it is it's a poor man's like kind of vr device but it's really i think when i use it i still get like a cool kind of ish vr experience but at the end of the day, to me, the VR stuff is still very novelty. Like I'm like, oh, that was cool, and I'm putting it down. I probably won't touch it again. And that's my cardboard, my cool cardboard is in my basement right now, in some box that I haven't opened in like a very long time. But okay. that, that's what makes me think it is. It is really that application. It is that maybe that telepresence thing, and or I don't know what. Right? Okay, you 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 know what I think it is. I'm gonna use the. Hmm. I'm just totally,
0: and I'm not a VR expert here, but. So Grand Theft Auto 3 okay. changed everything to, in my mind because okay. it was the first time where you, as the gamer, realized that you, you probably couldn't explore every piece of this world Like before you got bored of the game, right? It was that, to mm. me, it was the first time I played a game where the scale and the scope of the map overwhelmed me from a player perspective and Hmm. and now you know you've got you know things i don't even know what these new games are because i stopped playing games when when jack was born so um but i think that if you could somehow build these vr worlds like all the demos you see right now in these vr worlds they're, they're basically just pictures right they're they're like they're static pictures with maybe some 3d objects mixed into them but there's no exploring the, that world. That world does not exist. It's a picture frame that you're looking at with some cool graphics and some like sugar sprinkled in there to kind of make it look like it's alive. But it's not. It's like a painting. As soon as, mm. as, soon as you can explore a true 3D virtual space, like, okay, here to me would be a killer, killer, killer app right now, and Google could do it. Take all of their LiDAR data that they have in Google Maps. So if you go to Google Maps now or Google Earth, what they're doing is they're flying satellites and low orbit planes and stuff. And they're, and they're just collecting lidar information on the entire fucking world. So like, if you look at the map of Toronto on Google earth right now, they, hmm. they have detail like pretty, pretty close to, I mean, they're probably within that. They, they maybe have a, a six foot error range. So cars still look a bit pixelated, but buildings don't like buildings actually have all the, the right edges. They have, you know, like, if, I, I,
1: okay. yeah, but I, I okay. Continue, continue. Okay. Okay. Indeed. So take, so
0: take that. And now yeah. let me explore that in VR. So let me walk to, let me walk through the streets of Chicago in VR, like really the streets of Chicago based on a uh, big, like LiDAR data. And then let me have a meeting like outside that cap. Like, let me just sit and explore a world to me that really would be an application that would get a lot of people it has to be something that you can explore it can't just be a picture and to me all the VR demos right now are just kind of glorified um not counting games games are different because mm. but again i don't from what i can from what i know there's not any open world VR games um i don't know that's just so- my two cents.
1: There, there's, a, there's a lot there's a lot of cool VR stuff out there man and um when I, I went to Google IO it must have been like 2015 or something and they brought in uh Justin Lin i think who was like the director of like Fast and the Furious or something to play with kind of some of the the VR stuff and try to make a movie in VR right yeah yeah and it's actually pretty cool because you're just in the middle of this like world and you can just like walk, like look around and you're seeing these people shoot, like you're in the middle of a gunfire and you're like, I want to watch the story from the bad guy's perspective or from the, like some, um, uh, passenger on the subway right now. And you can just, you can kind of take the story wherever you want to take the story in a way like that. The story is very linear, but your perspective and uh, what you're seeing is completely different. And, it was it was pretty cool. And um even downtown here there's a place called The Void. I don't know if you've been there. Like a very cross from the sky skydome Oh
0: yeah, the one um, um the one in the rec room.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the whole Ghostbusters Yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you tried it? Yeah, I, ha- I haven't tried um, it, but I a lot of my friends have. Yeah. Yeah, but I I, I yeah, same here, but I've heard it's incredibly immersive, right? And it's a weird thing with and this is why I think it's kind of weird for, for games, because I think you you do like when you're your example of like Chicago, I think you do want to be able to kind of walk around, and ex- really experience Chicago and feel like you're there. But at the same time, I think people are kind of just fucking lazy. And like if, if if it's for a game, I want to sit on my ass and I want to be able to look around, but I want to just do it from the comfort of my armchair oh you know sorry what I mean? like no, that, nobody really that's what wants I mean. to run
0: around and no, 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 jump no. around and yeah that, that's what i mean like i mean like i want to be able to sit here without moving and then like use a joystick and like explore a city um yeah. but um yeah like the the ones that like the things like the void and stuff there's one in austin that's supposedly incredible mm. um th- those to me are just like the new laser quest right like you're just gonna like you're gonna go, like you're gonna have a birthday party in virtual reality, like like that's yeah, cool, but like yeah. that's not really yeah. earth shattering. I mean, um, it's just a it's just like a cool kind of thing. But
1: um, my, my 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 kind of bet is on. I I think AR is gonna be a thing before VR is.
0: What's your over under on? Do you, do you believe any of these rumors that Apple? has been secretly working on some kind of a Google glass Hololens lens thing for like the past five years. And that's where all this AR stuff is going. And they're actually going to be the ones to mainstream it.
1: Google. they, they Honestly, they, I, I I, kind of hope so. I hope, I hope it's them. Like I'm waiting for that next big thing from Apple, which I feel like they haven't really pushed out. I feel like they've always been, they've been kind of behind for the last little while. I, I feel, I feel they're just minting money and they're just, improving what they have incrementally but i i think everyone kind of looks as looked at looks to apple for like that big innovation and i, I don't think anyone's really seeing that from them in a long time right yeah like uh, i mean but then why did google glass fail so so that thing lasted like 30 minutes maybe oh. if, you looked, if you had to have the camera on and they didn't have a lot of cool applications and you looked a bit like, like a like a, a nerd when you had it on um but like i have you tried the microsoft hololens uh no i haven't I, it looks a lot cooler so i i i've tried a few demos of the hololens and it's actually kind of interesting because they have built-in stereoscopic speakers um so it feels like you you get a bit of that so when you're in these kind of virtual worlds uh it feels like you're really in there a little bit more because of the stereoscopic speakers but the applications that they have for the AR stuff is actually a lot more functional and practical. I'm like, right. okay, I can see that actually working. Like, um, Surge, I, I want to like overlay o- over, and, my, yeah. over my over uh, my car engine. Like, yes. this is what I need to repair or whatever, right? And I can have that virtual call with with context, right? Um, I just can't see you sitting at home. I I, I can see, but I, it's, I feel like it, you look like an idiot if you're sitting at home and you and your wife and everyone else is just in their own little headspaces, in their own worlds. And I don't know, like in AR at least it, it leverages the existing world. It's not a huge, it's not a gigantic leap to say like, okay, go put this glasses. It's like you going home and going to a closet by yourself. Right. It's just, it's kind of weird. Right. Right. Um, but that's essentially essentially what it is like in a social context. Well, um, the, I think um, just
0: looking at the time here, I'm going to have to cut this. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the, the, well, my my last word on this will be, um, so I read this really interesting article that, so when Apple released the Air Buds or the AirPods, the, this, the, this guy, um, God, I can't remember who it was, but kind of convinced me that, that that's where this whole HoloLens thing came from where his, okay, so, his whole thing was that Apple is actually shrinking the interface now um, to just your ears. And then Mm -hmm. the, you know, this is their take on voice. This is their take on, on a lot of stuff. And then it's going to keep getting smaller. And then one day you're going to have these glasses and you're going to have these, these AirPod, And like, like this is kind of his vision of where Apple's going. And to your point though, on like one of the things you just said there, I had an example of it today where I'll walk around a lot. Once the kids are are asleep with an ear with an ear with an air in my ear around the house listening to a podcast mm-hmm. and it's kind of weird though because then sometimes like my wife will be talking to me and i'm actually having a conversation with her while listening to a podcast and obviously i'll out of respect just like take it out and and and, and have like a normal conversation with her but when she yeah. starts talking and like i haven't taken it out of my ear yet there's this there's this weird thing that kind of happens where you realize like one day this thing will be so small she won't know if i'm listening to a podcast or not like it it could be it could be undetectable whether or not i'm actually and because because there's no cord and it, you know if if she if she isn't seeing that side of my head she doesn't see that it's in my head and that's why she's talking to me and then I'll pull it out and I'll start talking to her. But like what you just said there, I totally resonate with because it is like I'm walking around in the real world, but I'm in I'm in another world though. Like I'm I'm yeah. listening to a book or I'm listening to a podcast or I'm I'm like I am totally in a different world. And especially when you just have one in, it's different than headphones because headphones dangle and then you get that tactile feedback of like the the cord hitting your neck. And it it like breaks the illusion every second that you're not you're just listening to your headphones. But when you start mm-hmm. to take away all that extra stuff, and it just becomes part of your your body, kind of, you really mm-hmm. get immersed more in what you're doing. Anyway, all that being said, I, I I totally agree with what you're saying, and I could see a world where it's like we're all we're here, but we're all kind of in our own little worlds. Like, you know, maybe you see everything literally with rose colored glasses where you're, you're choosing to look at everything kind of brighter than, than me. Like it's just a weird, yeah. but it, I could totally see that happening.
1: Well, yeah. We, we can, we can, we can talk about cyborgs in another, uh, another pod for sure.
0: Oh, we got, we got um, lots to, we got lots to talk about.
1: I, I can before you go, I have one, one last question for you, man. Absolutely. Um, so we talked a lot about pivoting in kind of in, in the context of companies and, uh, in tech and whatnot, but when do you think it would be your time to pivot away from Hubba?
0: That's a great question. I think, um, well, there's a few answers. So one is that our CEO, um, Ben Zivkin, really, really sharp guy. And, you know, when I interviewed with him, he actually kind of said, look, I don't expect you to stay here forever i but just give me two years so will you give me two mm-hmm. years like that's a good you can do a lot of damage here in two years and then if you're bored and you want to go do something else i'll like i get it but just you got to give me two years whereas like contrast that to tilt where we all thought we were there for life and that was sort of like the the idea of, of when you got hired Is like no I'm, I'm a tilter for life and and that kind of attracted me even more to Hubba because he was very honest with like, look, I know you might get bored here. I know this might not be what you want to do with your career, but we've got some interesting stuff to do. Will you give me two years? So the short mm. answer is like at least at least two years. Um, and I think that I I find I pivot when I'm not learning is kind of my, mm. that's my bar for... And when I'm not having fun, the problem with me is I was, I think it's a problem and a good thing where I was born with a crazy amount of serotonin where I can kind of make any situation fun and happy. Like I just am very good at turning lemons into lemonade. So even if I'm in a shitty situation, I can always talk myself into why this is a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. I. I tend to not leave when things get hard because I can turn that into a challenge and I can get riled up and I can, you know, but I do start to worry when I, I know I'm not learning anything and and actually coming full circle for me, I get asked a lot, like, why did I stop consulting? No, I, I made way more money consulting than I did when I started working at companies again. And the reason is because when you're consulting, you get like, I got so bored. I got very, very bored with, you're not learning anything. People are hiring you because you're an expert in SEO. So all you do Mm -hmm. is you tell 50 companies, here's how you do SEO and that's it. And you get paid very, very well to do it. And yeah, you have to like read up on the new SEO and you got to learn about Alexa and how Alexa is changing the SEO game. And at the end of the day, you're going to figure it out and then you're going to tell 50 companies and they're going to write you a check. And then like, it's, it's a very mm-hmm. different kind of a problem set. So I'll leave Hubba when I'm when I stop learning. Um which from what I can tell is gonna be a while because there's there's just a lot to learn. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I don't maybe it's a bit of a cop out, because obviously there's a lot of other reasons why I might leave, but I think the no. the bar that I sort of use is am I am I learning and am I having fun are kind of my two, my two questions. How about, how about you? Like, what's your, how, like, what's, what's your pivot for Sego?
1: So part, part of, partly it's the learning stuff. Um, and I think, I think with any employee at any company, I think it comes down to two things. Really. You want to be working on cool shit and you want to have a bit of autonomy in what you're doing. And, um, I think P, p- employees have those, two things people are generally happy that's my kind of um thoughts on that um but at would say go I, I kind of almost feel like we're on a bit of a mission to be this real like household kids brand in a way um or this the kind of new age kids brand for like the these younger generations and um i almost feel like once we become that i think my time would be done mm, yep Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, okay, cool. We, we, we made it to to Mars. Like, uh, all right, there's that, that's it. I I don't really care to go to, um, the next, um, the the next galaxy or something. I, I I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, maybe that. And it's also like the company's at a good size, but if we were to hit Mars, we are probably a lot different company at a lot different scale. And my, what I like about the company now, Will probably change a lot when, if we are like, say, 500 people.
0: You know, it's funny. Like, I, like, uh, I, maybe I'll change my answer because I think you're right. A lot of it has to do with not only am I learning, but I'm a, I'm a fire starter. Like, that's my, oh man, maybe I should put that music as our, as our intro music. Get some prodigy, get some prodigy in there. Prodigy. Yeah. Um, but my, I have fun and I feel alive and I have a a very good skill set to just get things going. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't always play well when you have to start systematizing and processes and like... And so part of it is like a challenge to try to learn. So like even at Hubba, we're we're, we're that much bigger where I'm trying to learn how to be more like that while Mm -hmm. still playing to my strengths, which is like, oh, we need to build this thing. Oh, we have five hours. I could do that. And then just like yeah. go and build. Oh, don't worry if it breaks. Like that's fine. Like that's part of it, you know. Um, and I guess what I what I kind of know is that I'm, and this goes back to like breadth and depth, like I've kind of doubled down on a few core skills. And one of them is this ability to kind of make quick decisions build things if we don't have the time to like just get things done and I will always be more of an asset to a certain size of a company. So
1: yeah, me too for that, sure.
0: Yeah, like like kind of like you said like if Hubba were to like you know take on the wholesale world and like IPO in 4 years, I would forget about the money. I would totally know that like this is my time. Like I need to go find the next um mm-hmm. Hubba and you know, um, yeah, and because yeah. that's where like my skill set can really be applied is, you know, someone who hasn't quite made it yet and needs someone to come in and and you know, figure out if we're on Everest or if we're on Blue Mountain and then make decisions and you know like that's kind of the yeah so I, I like I like your answer I think that
1: um yeah that, that's a great answer. Mm um well dude why don't, i'm gonna let you go uh have a good time at Disneyland, man thank you i'm uh oh go go to um the they have a new section where they have like the avatar world
0: oh yeah uh, yeah
1: shit is it good it's part of like the animal animal, animal kingdom I, yeah i don't know like yeah 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 i don't know i just saw uh like i saw, saw some uh, videos on it i was like wow this looks really crazy
0: it does look really um, yeah it looks really cool jack hasn't yeah. He hasn't seen Avatar, but um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely check it out for sure. I've heard like the it just yeah even just visually just walking through it, I heard it's pretty amazing. So uh, we'll uh, we'll take some pics. I'll send you some pics. Awesome dude. Um, have a good night man. All right man. You too. Good talk. Talk to you soon. Man.
1: I'm a fire starter, twisted fire starter